Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. Welcome back to Cannon Fodder. My name is Ed. I'm Matt. I'm Will. Will is uh, joining us today. You might have heard his voice on Ready, Set, Review, one of the other podcasts on the Review Podcast Network. Soon to be rebranded, Ready, Set, Review. Yes. You keep saying oh, that. Wow. You just, well, I'm gonna, when we get to episode 100, we're, we're six, or eight episodes away. Excellent. Eight? So, so listen to that. Maybe everyone. seven. Yeah. Whatever. I think we did last night was episode 92, I think. I just oh, posted okay. it. I should know. I have them all fucking on my hard drive. <laughs> And as you heard, we just opened up some beer, and uh, we opened up some good. Poseidon's Revenge, which is a session IPA from one of the sponsors of the Review Podcast Network, Twin Lights Brewing. So that is today's uh, drink of the podcast for our episode, part one of a three-part series <laughs> on the Marvel TV series. Just a um, few series. Yeah so, yeah, so we are doing the MCU TV version, so we are going to tackle all of the live-action Marvel TV shows that have been released after the inception of the MCU in 2008 through uh, the more connected new TV universe that debuted in two, uh, 2021 yeah, with so, the so, Disney Plus show. Right, so pretty much through Disney Plus. So exactly. Yeah. If you're here for WandaVision or any of that other stuff, wrong, wrong. I mean, we're right. going to do all, all that eventually, but yes. yeah, this is pre. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is back when Jeff Loeb was fighting with Kevin Feige about, <laughs> you know... What they wanted to do, and then eventually, well, I mean, this this is the perfect way to start it because these the shows we're going to talk about today are the ones that have some of the best claims to canon. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, though Marvel was really leaning into that. It's all connected yep. tagline like very early a on. A lot of these shows were kind of the beginning of them, like realizing that oh, we need to do our own thing. Yeah. You know? Once yeah. we get into Agent Carter, like, well, you know, how critically loved, but then because it didn't make ratings, they were like, okay, fuck off, you're done. Yep. And yeah. then it's like, it's like, oh, well, maybe we just do our own thing. We don't have to answer anybody, you know? And then yep. I think that's yeah. what started Disney+. Plus. And they're all on ABC, so it was like a different business model. You know, exactly. you, they had to worry more about the budget. And so, yes, the ABC show. So we're going to start, today's episode is going to be about the three shows that were released on ABC, starting with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., followed by Agent Carter, and then Matt's favorite, The Inhumans. I mean, I think it's the highest rated show of all time. I think so. <laughs> no, maybe. <laughs> I mean, The Inhumans, I think, gets a little bit of a bad rap, but it's definitely the first or closest thing there was to a failure of oh, yeah. the MCU, I would, like, I would say. It, it, it was probably the, the least popular release failure yeah i i I think that's you know i mean i I think i don't think it's as bad i mean i think it suffers and we'll get into this later in the episode i think it suffers from just like a lower budget you know Mm -hmm. and and it also it seems like like a mid-90s sci-fi show exactly it's like you know it's more like that it's like a stargate dude it it looked it looked like roger corman's fantastic four that's what i thought it was (laughs) or like or like remember that justice league show they made where like the green lantern was blue like oh yes like that's what this show uh, reminded me of that's a deep cut (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh we get we get we get schlocky on this on this podcast but yeah let's let's start with the good so let's start with agents of shield yes um so start in 2013 this went show through fucks so 
2020. Hard. And as you know, on Cannon Fodder, we talk about what is and what isn't canon. And mm. out of these three shows, in the my closest. opinion, this is the best one to talk about yeah. because it is so interconnected f- with the MCU. But the question of whether or not it's canon arises, and I'll oh, put my I, point yeah, forward, yep. and I know Matt and I have oh, different I, views. Oh. Is, I think it's canon, <laughs> but I think it's interesting to note that it's one way. Right. We're going to go through all the ways yes. that it's connected, and it's tremendously connected. It's a great show. But again, just but, a one-way street. But it's always keeping up to date and referencing things and almost preceding things in the um, Marvel mm-hmm. movie universe. But the Marvel movie universe never references anything that happened on <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Which that's, I think, what we're going to get into too. first. And Matt, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, because you're a big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. defender. Not that I'm not, but you're more of like, this is this is gospel. Yeah, like, so so listen, if th- there is absolutely no way that you can argue that seasons one through four yes, of Agents yes. of S.H.I.E.L.D. are not canon. They oh, yeah, are absolutely. 100% unquestionably canon to the MCU. And we'll talk about where the split happens in the right. last four seasons and how those are more definitively not canon, despite the fact they try a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like just the... Right off the bat, season one especially, just jumping ahead to where it becomes fully canon is it directly links to Avengers, the, yeah. to, well, to Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier specifically with the fall of Shield. Like that's the uh, whole plot. Well, right, I was saying you know? it starts starts yeah. with Coulson because he was his death was well, like, yeah, that started the Avengers. Right, the show yeah. the show starts. Yeah. The show starts yeah. off and it has cameos from. Um, Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury yep. in like the second episode has Colby Smothers as Maria Hill, uh, like she's right, there a right lot, off the bat. Actually. Yeah, she but she's there right off the bat. Um, but she's making a killing off yeah. of showing up for fifteen seconds in movies. Oh, let me yeah. tell you. I mean, what's amazing about Peggy Carter is too is that like she's in all this too. She, <laughs> right. She, over the course of this ABC like series of shows, she starts to become one of the most undervalued members of the MCU. I feel yep. like she's just mm-hmm. slow rolled into like being yeah. a huge part. But yeah, I think you're right. What you're talking about specifically is that they have you know they have a Thor: The Dark World cleanup of alien tech episodes right uh, yep. yes you know like which Sif is in yes which, which oh, that's right I which forgot is she was in that. well yeah if she's in she's in multiple episodes yes, right. she's so, in a few episodes. so she's in one episode where it's her then they have another episode right around the time of throw the dark world where um very specifically um they are cleaning up some of the damage like damage control wood in the comics yep. that was left so they're in the same sets in the same area yeah, as dark was world cool. was just was in london and then the same month that Winter Soldier was released in theaters, the whole storyline that month on Shield was the Ward becoming Hydra schedule on and that everything. Was so good. Because literally, it was like I think it was like in the middle of the second mm-hmm. season, or whatever, and it was yeah. like. I think episode first season, like, seventeen. Oh. First episode seventeen. Turn, turn, turn. Yeah, right, exactly. And then it was like the movie came out, and then the next that next episode yep. that was after the movie was like boom. Yeah, yeah. It was so because that's because like every, everybody. I, I know a lot of people that sort of lost interest in Agents of Shield in the first season because after the first few episodes, that whole middle chunk of the first season is a lot of like villain of the week stuff. You know, yeah, which which and there's stuff, some cool Smallville and yeah, and, and there's yeah. well, that's Supergirl. Network, all well, that's, these sci-fi TV, shows yeah. end up you know like. And there's some yeah. and there's some cool villains like you get like Gravitron is is, is one of the villains that shows up. No, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that, guy, that he's later. Yeah, um, he's in like you get a, five, but like absorbing the, man. Yeah, and who's and who's the ice villain? He's not. Uh, I forget his fucking name. Like whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but so you get a lot of those. But then like yeah, like 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 Ed said, in, in turn, 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 all of a sudden, uh, Ward is bad oh, and it's like that scene where like she where where uh where uh chloe uh chloe ben of oh my god uh daisy, daisy. where daisy or is sky escaping or right quake, whatever yeah, yeah. and she has the the she paints on the mirror that ward is hydra and they discover yes. it after she was like that was such an awesome scene and then you got to see fucking uh uh, valentina like oh god it was so good yeah no, it was so good because the episode starts off and then it it almost feels the pacing that you just finished watching Winter Soldier yep. because it starts off and like shield the shield base is in chaos they're fighting each other in factions mm-hmm. yep. you know drones start attacking uh, Coulson and his team and they have to shoot it down it's just it's it's perfect pacing and right on so that's all totally canon and so wait oh, but, absolutely but so there's there's another it, so I did read the document there's yes. one element of congratulations yeah so as, as we so just continuing on the like where mm-hmm. other elements of canon come in um, in I think it's season. three. Three, mm. um, yes. 
the uh, and maybe you had it on the document. I don't remember. I may I just forgot reading it. But the uh, season three, one of the main villains is played by Powers Booth. Yes, mm-hmm. and Powers Booth is one of the people that you see on the World Council in the first Avengers movie when they're talking about nuking Manhattan and Nick yeah. Fury's like, "Go fuck yourself," <laughs> you know. Like, but he's a main guy, and yeah. like, so boom, there's another canon connection. Exactly. No, I mean. The- they have so many great cameos, like just in those first couple seasons, and we are, and I do, do like this idea of breaking it up into like the first four seasons or so. You know, you have a tremendous amount of connections, both with the release schedule and with just the cameos. I mean, even like Ghost Rider, who's phenomenal. Uh, honestly, the best, better yeah. Ghost Riders too. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, he was like, no, he was, was so the best good. Ghost Rider. No, he yeah. was amazing. Yeah, and his magic that he creates with the chain, like he was the way he spins the chain, mm-hmm. creates portals that are identical to Doctor Strange. Yep, which oh, is a yeah. nice touch. So it's so like that kind of plays in there. Also, everything they set up about the Kree is consistent with the Kree we later see in the MCU. Yes. Right. You know, like you see the Kree. The Kree are pretty much mentioned right off the bat. Through, in a roundabout way through the mention of Tahiti, which is how you bring back Coulson. Yep. Yes. But that, and bringing back Coulson is awesome, and it's the reason the show exists. <laughs> but it's also like, it's this inherent problem is because then they go out of their way with dialogue pieces throughout the series of why Coulson never just like joins Captain America for a beer or hangs out with Stark at Stark Tower. Like, right. Because there's this one scene like when Sif. Uh, cameos for the first time mm-hmm. she says oh thor will be you know delighted to ha- to ha- to see that you're alive and he's like no let me tell him never right. tells him yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah well i mean because like you, you can argue that he's a little tied up in in other things because after that you know like in the after the first season right like it really is there is no shield in the mcu proper after that right, right? exactly like you right. get that scene with the helicarrier in, yeah. in avengers age of ultron which is the other big connection to canon because you see in one of the after credit scenes of uh one of the episodes so I think it's in season two where Coulson's talking about the secret project he's working on and like, you see that he's working on building a helicarrier, right? And it's like, you know, you don't know why. That's just part of what he's doing. And then boom, you see that helicarrier. And then and so there, so there is technically a reference to, you know, the two-way street, right? Because Nick Fury is like, you know, where did you get the helicarrier? Oh, I got it from a friend. Like he mentioned Right, but he that, doesn't you know. say a friend. Right, doesn't he doesn't say, say S.H.I.E.L.D. is hidden. Because he doesn't they keep... say S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. It's all one-sided. That's my problem with <laughs> no, it. No, no, yeah. No, and, and, and you're not wrong about that. But I think that the MCU is big enough at this point mm-hmm. that it's, you know, that S.H.I.E.L.D., especially when you think about how Nick Fury sort of ducked out to go spend some time with the Skrulls in outer yeah. space, that he he had sort of abandoned S.H.I.E.L.D. as it was uh, from an Earth perspective, and he's now taken it more global, more from a sword perspective. So I'm okay with that little dichotomy there yeah. in terms of him abandoning S.H.I.E.L.D. and leaving it to Coulson and May and whatever. And did you hear – there's this rumor floating around right now Ooh. that another connection, potential connection to canon that everybody so – there's been a lot of rumors online right. lately about Daisy coming back mm-hmm. and right. Oh, and yeah, yeah. in this latest – there's a clip out there for Secret Wars right now where uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. mentions – oh, the Cal- or I'm sorry, where Nick Fury mentions the Calvary is coming, and the Calvary was May's uh, nickname. nickname in nice. Shield. And like, dude, I listen. If if fuck, if, if anybody from Agents of Shield Comes shows up in her. Secret Wars, I, I was. I, I mean, yes, I would love Secret for it to invasion? be her. But li- I mean, literally, if anybody comes, uh, Secret Invasion. I'm sorry. If anybody from this show comes back in any capacity, I will jizz my pants. Like, well, yes, just and, you know, like imagine a scene where like you know it's you know like a, a big superhero intro, and then all of a sudden the ground starts shaking, right, and a bunch of guys get fucking knocked out, and it's quake and she's like right there like i will my dick will pop through my pants like and that'll just, answer uh, all the que- i feel like so you have gross. armor's war armor wars you have secret invasion and you have the thunderbolts uh, yep. along with captain america four yeah mm-hmm. all four of them are going to delve into a world where shield has to be mentioned right and oh, if shield yeah. isn't mentioned at all over those four projects then you run into problems because even before we get into the later seasons where, that you say might be questionable canonically, yep. the first four seasons, during sec- the second season and third season, two huge events happen that are not mentioned in the MCU that are crazy. The first thing is S.H.I.E.L.D. is publicly created again. Right. You know, you have Edward James almost playing Gonzalez, mm-hmm. and like eventually they, they meld the official S.H.I.E.L.D. with Coulson's secret S.H.I.E.L.D. that yep. he was running um, after uh, he was given the black box. By yep. um by Fury in yep. the in the whole series of episodes that tied into Winter Soldier, so like they, they all of a sudden they have carriers, they have Quinjets, mm-hmm. they are uh, out of the you know, and, and they are out in a public facing organization against Shield. That's never mentioned in the comics. That's a problem. 
And then the there's the inhuman Terrigen mist is released. Yep. And so people are becoming inhumans all over the world. Yep. And this is right. the jumping off point for the show we'll get into later, Inhumans. So it's right. hap- and then humans even shows even more of it of just all these people are getting becoming inhumans. It's never mentioned the MCU right, at all. They make it a it's big not point. mentioned in yeah. this. And and even though the shows mention the Sokovia Accords, yep. the Sokovia Accords don't mention something that's so obvious. It's something somebody would mention all the time talking about the Sokovia Accords. Oh, and by the way, we now have hundreds of inhumans walking around. <laughs> so you're so I'll gi- I'll give you the inhuman bit, but I think it's very easy to ignore the public existence of Shield given what was happening in. The the MCU at that time yes. when you think about because that was around the time of Civil War right. mm-hmm. and anybody that would have been involved in S.H.I.E.L.D. right because because remember like you know it's, it's easy to forget that you know up until Civil War right like Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. was always kind of like omnipresent in some way in the MCU right. right but at that point it was just all superheroes like we're yeah. like full like S.H.I.E.L.D. is really kind of out of it um, and it makes sense you know like again it's, it's one of those things that would have been nice to have addressed like they could have even addressed it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like and you could have done it with one line of dialogue where it's like you know when Edward James almost is it for an example it's like oh what about the the so-and-so and And he's like oh superheroes fuck those guys like we're 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 going back (laughs) to what S.H.I.E.L.D. you know is like S.H.I.E.L.D.'s bread and butter they could have done it with one line of dialogue Um, but you know there's other little like pieces of canon that I love too like early in the first season uh uh, Coulson casually mentions where Blonsky is being held, and at that point in time, it was like, well, maybe the Incredible Hulk move that were Norton, Norton they wasn't sure canon, make another, but now we yeah. got She-Hulk with, boom, Tim Roth back as Blonsky, yep. so there's a canon connection, and the biggest canon connection... And of course, connection... they, they brought back, you know, uh, Ross so, yes, a couple times. exactly, yep. right? Yes. And the other big canon connection that I always... Because I, I, I argue with my, my friends, the Rotten Tomatoes fans, I think about this constantly, because <laughs> none of them have watched this show. They all just like, oh, it's not canon. I'm like, fucking watch the show, you goddamn <laughs> ignorant slots watch this show um <laughs> even but, if you just jump around and skip yeah, some of the i'll give them a list of episodes to watch Wait, i was right? gonna say there's a so, the weapon you have to find or the episode so of the... season four yep. right uh, one of the biggest plot devices in season four is the dark hold and that uh, is right. a major piece in WandaVision, yes. which is right. unquestionably canon and it shows like so like that to me is another because the like the dark hold Vanishes when Ghost Rider walks through, you know, the fucking portal or whatever, which yeah. always that portal looks suspiciously like a Doctor Strange. Right. Oh, it looks just like portal, the same right? color. Yeah. Uh, some of the times that he spins it, yeah, um, it it's even all has magic. like the writing on it, and like he uses it in the same way. Yep. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. 100%. So the the canon connections are all there yeah. up through the first four seasons. Oh, like you you can't really argue with it, and and the, and let's just not like not for nothing too. The first four seasons are legitimately it's a good show. Oh, it's, oh, like, no, it's, it's a solid. very good yeah. show. And then like even just from a viewing like the writing is good. It's funny. The characters are actually interesting. Like mm-hmm. that face turn for Ward, I still remember being like holy fuck. Like Heel I didn't turn, you see mean. that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it coming, you know what I mean? Well, you did you, do you know about that in real life though? What? So in the original, like when they were originally filming that first season, mm-hmm. Ward was the or, or uh, uh, Brett, Brett Dalton, Dalton, I think, was, yeah. yeah, he was the only actor that knew that that was happening in the script. Nobody oh, else nice. knew about that, which honestly is like genius filmmaking because yeah. then it's like it lends to you mm-hmm. know the realism of it when they're like acting through it. He was the only person that knew that he was going to turn by the end of the season. Oh, that's that's great, and they also handle his turn so well in that episode because. It starts off, and you have a bunch of characters be, like being turned, right. or yep. like or like showing who they are. So right. like, um, so it's important that like you think, oh, we've seen all the reveals already, right. and then when at the very episode, end when he starts shooting everybody, right? You know. But then I also love too, like you know, they have the big turn, and then it's like you know, Coulson ends up legitimately killing him, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll come back, and then he just does it, and you're like, oh, like, there's actual stakes here. Yep. That was what I also like, too, of like, you know, it's not like the fucking Flash, where it's the same fucking people have been yeah. on the show, yeah. and, and they've died 17 times. Oh, you mean when Coulson kills him in that Shadow World or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, the way he, that was like brutal. It, that's for, what I'm saying, yeah. it was so brutal, but it was so good, because yeah. you're like, it, it had stakes, and that's... Yep. But, he's, made, but, but by that point, he had turned so much, too, because like, you know, like he was always a member of um, of Hydra yeah. for for Jeff Paxson's or James Paxson's character. Yep. You know, like it was more to like Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, yes. Yeah. So what did I say? James, <laughs> James Paxton. I don't know. Bill Paxton. Um, James he was Paxton, more for, shout out. for his character uh, of John Garrett, and uh, 
So when John Garrett starts going crazy, and oh, that's another great when he gets killed, mm. like at the end at, at the end of uh, season one, yep. where he turns himself with the de- like. So you think that he survived? Yep. He's starting to turn himself into another Deathlock, and then Coulson comes out of nowhere. Like it seems like <laughs> it seems like it's it's a post credit sequence where oh, the villain survived, and at the end, after he becomes a cyborg, new Deathlock. Coulson comes with like this random piece of technology and shoots him and he blows up. That was and, so and, and, That was so gone. great. He's just that's it. He's done. And that was yeah. and that was another the, the Deathlock character was one yeah. of my favorite characters on that show and there was that one episode where he had like he shows up with a team of shield agents to like yeah. save the day and it was so absolutely badass. And I think my Single, probably one of my single favorite episodes. There was actually a pair of episodes in this show. Um, before we kind of move on to the the later seasons, was when Ward gets his redemption. Which, granted, it was inside yeah, the it's, framework. It's, it was a, right, you but know, it's but, after he's killed. But he's also right. He's already been dead for a whole season. At that yeah, point. but he's yeah. also and he needs redemption. And it's hard to give him redemption because at this point. He's killed his brother and parents and <laughs> yeah, burned no, he's the house alive. Full, yeah. He's he's betrayed he's had so many times to, to like where he could have like helped out the Agents of Shield, but mm-hmm. his old former team, he's like constantly capturing them, torturing them, <laughs> you know, like betraying them time and time again. When so, you put it like that. Yeah. No, but I, you would just mention the framework. That was um one of my favorite like seasons because it I mean it really was what if before what if. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, what if these characters went left instead of right? And, right. Just, and we got to see that. And it's, it's that's even an episode name is what if, right? That's the one yeah. where they're in the Hydro world. Exactly. Like, exactly. Very specifically. Yep. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, that's something I just And that of, season yeah. two was also, in my opinion, brilliantly done because, you know, we've talked about this before, especially in the CW shows, right? Yeah. They, they struggle in having to fill... 22 oh, yeah. episode oh, yeah, orders that's when they did and the three 40 minutes yeah that season. and yes, that's right. that season essentially is broken up into two it's really like two seasons in one it's like two main I think it was three it was like lines. every every I think eight episodes it was like that's yeah because like Ghost Rider was the first half of the season right, yeah, and right. Like you don't see him again until the end right he comes up and kind of saves the day mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of that stuff with the framework and all that and it, it was just so brilliantly done like more shows need to do that it was a very good sci-fi show yeah, yeah. yes and and they always and what they did a good job of is also having long-term mysteries that kept on playing yes. out. And oh, right. Yeah, like, ones. I mean, Sahidi was like almost two seasons yeah. long, right? Also, yeah. you know. The Calvary even, was a whole yeah. season. Yep. And all yeah. the Hydra stuff was was there. But at, but in the back of all the Hydra and Tahiti stuff, you had from the very beginning, you had 087, right? It's mentioned in the pilot. Mm. It's the name of the second episode. Yep. Daisy, who at then we're calling Sky, is... 087. Yep. She is right. so they are and, and, and her they're setting lineage, up yeah. yeah. They're setting up the inhuman thing without even mentioning it right off the bat. Yep. And the inhumans don't come in until you know a season later and then and then oh. the Terrigen mist and she becomes Quake. Oh, and sorry, yeah. I forgot to mention. Uh, Spies goodbye. That episode just like almost made me cry. Mm. When oh, when, when Bobby, Bobby and Hunter are Bobby like they're, so they're forced to Listen, now you know I I you know, Oh. We, Bobby oh, was so you're gonna give, you're gonna give up that gold star for Bobby? Was, huh? I, 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 fuck it. <laughs> but she was so hot, and I, I'm, I was really disappointed for Adrian Padalecki that her, that the uh, Marvel's Most Wanted pilot did not get picked That's up. That's two comic book pilots because I, I thought flopped. For yeah, her. I know because I thought her and her chemistry with Lance were was amazing, which is right. the whole point of the one yeah. to spin it off but it's, I'm surprised they never even like released the pilot just to see how it would test yeah. but and yeah. then when, yeah. when Lance came back in one of the later episodes or I'm sorry Hunter when he came back in one of the later episodes even though we're, we're out of the canon now when Hunter shows up to help Fitz in that one episode I think it was like season 7 yeah. I was just like yes like it was so and the Spies great. Goodbye was so Spies, good Spies Goodbye literally almost made me cry like when, they, when they're all sitting there in the bar like they can't they can't acknowledge each other but they're all by and they're just like one shot shows up and then you see it's like Coulson and another shot shows up and it's May and they're all buying them shot, oh, dude. Like that, that fucking episode almost made me cry. It was yeah. so well done. Well, they did a really good job of establishing them as a team. Mm-hmm. And, yes, and, and even though the lineup every, changes, yes. the, the the chemistry always was very. And that's what I liked about the show too, yeah. because like when I was kind of cramming for this before, I was like realizing, wow, the team. Like, yeah, there was a core, but the team did change a lot. Because oh, I yeah. remember like the Terrigen, and of course I forget his name now, but it was like a character I really liked, and he he, he got ter- you know, got the, the Terrigenesis. I know who you're talking about the guy who was working for Garrett. Yeah, and, he joined and, the team and after he got, the Hydro. Then he ended up in the Rock, yeah. and then they like. 
destroyed the rock he was in uh, while he was undergoing teragenesis yeah. and he died. I was like, again, that was the stakes that I liked because I was like, oh, I liked him and he was around for a whole season. And yeah. again, the chemistry and then was uh, that guy Lincoln, yeah. um, the electricity guy, like yeah. he was in it for a hot minute. You're thinking about like, Trip. Yeah, trip. Trip. Yeah, the way it was shot was so brutal because oh yeah, because wasn't you, you he like reaching the, out for them and, and you don't know the rules, right? Because all three right. of them in the room seemingly turned to stone. Yep. Yes, because it was it was him, Daisy, fir- and yeah. who was the Raya? Was that her name? Oh, oh um, Raya. Yeah, yeah, Raya. Yeah. Who's the? Who, oh, but uh, played by Ruth uh, Nega. Who yeah. I Ruth Nega loved. Yeah. She was amazing. <laughs> so this is the first time we're seeing in this universe that um, the Inhuman Terrigen Mist, you know, changing over. And you see them all turn to stone. So you don't know what's happening to any of them. Right. And then you see that two of them who are inhuman by or have inhuman genes in them. Right. Because they're not, as we learned in the Inhumans TV show, they're not inhumans. But they have, but they are descended. Um, but they are, yeah, well, they are, so what they are there. is they are, um, they are descended from inhumans. So they're like not pure inhuman blood, but they're right. like, they're like descended which is, from. Which is actually something that like is not talked about enough about how that, that's something like ripped directly from the comics. Yes. Where you have like hmm. the Kree and the inhumans, but there's all of this experimentation that the Kree did on hu- early humanity. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So, like, they, those they, people they went through that a lot. That. Yeah. yeah. It was all very comic accurate. But at this point in the scene, you don't know what's going on. Right. Three right. of them turned to stone. And, and then, then while well, the other like, two break out, out, and he ashes, and, uh, that was and like, he was a, and he was one of the main characters of the team. And then you're like, oh, like yeah, yeah. And her, and he and he and Daisy had a little bit of a flirtatious thing going on, not like a real romance, right, but it was but just like, a little. You were like, oh, they could, they could. Daisy flirted with Daisy was a uh, was a freaking flirt slut. I mean, man. listen, she... Chloe Bennett's pretty cute. I oh mean, no, Chloe Bennett could get it. I, the, no, uh, I mean, no... I'll leave her for you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I think she's just cute. But oh yeah, no, I would I would do things for Chloe Bennett that would involve probably killing both of you but she ends up with Sousa at the end so good good on Sousa I know right good for that motherfucker I love that right. guy. okay but, but now that we mentioned Sousa right so this is this is where we start Going getting into, into the stuff half. so one of the problems now that um in the back half that we have continuity problems is so first off at the very they're end in of, the future and the world has been destroyed yes. <laughs> well like well they they, they jump the shark yeah. like, I'm sorry they jump oh, the shark it, it really so is. fucking because like when, when that season ends right yeah. where like where they're they're in the they're in the bar right and the lights them and you see you're like and then he wakes up in space and you're like ooh we're gonna get sword now right like, that, right. like that's what and we all thought like, we're gonna oh, get what was it 2095 yeah they're, they're in the future the Cree like the world has been destroyed presumably by Quake they're in this like Cree ship like humanity are like slaves and you're just like when that season started I was just like what the fuck is happening because <laughs> it really felt like two completely different shows completely like one through different. four is like one show yep. and then it was like we're gonna use the same characters but make a completely different show completely like different four, uh, I mean five six and seven were, and here's where know. you have all the continuity problems because as weird as it is that S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't mentioned as being big time it's crazy. Um, so, but this is also the problem with this TV show, and the TV show's plan wasn't connected to the MCU plan, right? Because Endgame, um, TVA, Multiverse of Madness, and now uh, Ant Man, they all established these worlds of the sacred timeline of the things right. and, and the TV right. clipping it and all that. And there's no question that the shenanigans of specifically <laughs> the seventh season, <laughs> yeah, oh but Paul, but all they was jump through time, but but yeah. specifically yeah. the seventh season breaks every one of the. TVA, Loki-established yes. timeline rules. Right. I mean, they take Sousa out from being dead. They literally pluck a guy not being dead anymore. That right there. Yeah. And then also, like, to eventually win at the end of season seven, they have to jump between timelines, you know, like, establishing yeah. by far there's a multiverse. And they mention the yeah. quantum realm, you know, so it's like they try, oh, yeah. they, they still try where, to hold on to... Where, so um, that's yeah. where, um, not Simmons, uh, Fitz That's where was, Fitz yeah. was, yeah. He was like, I was in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah he was just right. chilling. Yeah, yeah. He was just hanging out. Yeah, and, so it's, they, they try, but it just does not work. And then at the very end, you know, like, they Mac is the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. He's he's standing atop a helicarrier. Yes. With, with Shield Coulson's is very, yeah. 5.0 at this point. Yeah. He went through so many life, life so, mo- Yeah, because yeah, like he, he dies at the, the end of season five. And yeah. then there's a life model decoy. There's the guy there in was space. A, there was a guy named yeah, who Sarge looks like that looked him. Like it was yeah, a lot. yeah. It was a lot. Well, that season in particular was like I just did not enjoy that season in particular. No, like, they kind I watched of lost the, themselves in five. No, they, they definitely came back did. And, and they had shorter seasons after that, almost like which was a smart decision because it was like. They did five, and it like kind of got through. They renewed it for six, but they're like, we're only going to give you thirteen episodes. Yeah, barely limped through, and I think they were like, please give like yeah. Marvel's like, we'll throw some money. Let, let's just have this last season so we can call it a day. And exactly, like, All right, you get thirteen. Then. Well, they wrapped it up nice, and then oh yeah, I thought it wrapped up lovely. But yeah. then at the but, end, that's why I feel like you need to have you need to have Shield, and it would be great if some of these characters are mentioned 
in that whole series of shows we just talked about, specifically yeah. Secret Invasion, because well, so it would be great if Mac was director of Shield. Oh yeah, it would be great if we saw Lola, or you know, like just Lola. driving. Fuck Lola. every character. That would be fun. Just Lola. Well, but, but, but see, so, so I really think we're gonna get some of this, and, and here's yeah. my theory on this because. Through a lot of the shows and properties that have been released since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has ended, they have had opportunities to definitively kick them out of canon, the first four seasons at least, right? They've had opportunities to do it, and they haven't taken them. And a couple of the most notable opportunities, right, um, were – the um were with uh, with Blonsky for example right mm-hmm. like just by bringing him back there's like and a, having a clear... him be under so when he's brought back right he, he they established that he was um in like a jail type thing right, exactly which is consistent with that line of dialogue from Agents of Shield exactly and they mentioned so we talked about referencing Shield right in um at the ver- one of the very last scenes of Hawkeye you see that his wife's watch right it has the Shield emblem mm-hmm. on it yeah but that's all you get from that so like well, they, they could have like the, and that was when they kind of confirmed right. that she was Mockingbird and then the other thing so, was and, too uh-huh. and, uh, exactly yeah I was gonna Thank say you. no but they didn't confirm that though they did not confirm they, that because her name is not Bobby her name is fucking Laura there's there, no there's absolutely Absolutely. It was something. also a spy no, who no, might have changed her name. No, but that's my point, though. My, yeah. But that's exactly what I'm saying. They could have. It would have been so right. easy I, I see for them what you to mean. just I see say, what you mean. this is actually Mockingbird. Uh, my name is not really Lauren. It's Bobby. Yeah. But they right. didn't do it. And then another one was in She-Hulk. Uh, and this is a lesser one, but it's still an option, they, a, a route they could have taken with Titania, right, in the comic books. Titania has a very long-standing relationship and sometimes marriage with Absorbing Man, mm-hmm. but Absorbing Man right. died in, you know, yeah. in Season Age of the She-Hulk. Yeah. yeah, but he's not referenced at all in She-Hulk. Right. She's just on her own. So they've had a lot of opportunities to just kick Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. out of canon. They haven't done it yet, which says to me that they're bringing it back in some way, shape, or form. And I will add um, this, because this is also a perfect way to transition to the next show, I do think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of piggybacks off of the continuity of Peggy Carter's show, Agent Carter. Oh, it uh, definitely does. Uh, Agent Carter, because th- Agent Carter, I'm going to argue, is much more definitively in canon, because it's actually specifically referenced in the movies, unlike mm. all of Agents right. of S.H.I.E.L.D. They yes. th- they specifically mention it, but more importantly, um, Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a crossover s- several times, like Peggy Carter's in a couple episodes of Agents of Shield. The kind of flashback scenes is one one episode where it's actually this is what they should do should have done more of. Uh, her and the Howling Commandos are on mop up duty mm-hmm. at the end of World War Two after Captain America has passed away. She's definitively in charge of the Howling Commandos, and you have um, two of them back. Um, you have both uh, Jim Marita and Dum Dum Dugan are back, and right. and what they do is they find a a device that is Cree in origin that sets up the whole Inhuman uh, storyline. They put it safely in the strategic reserves, you know, like like, right. like big warehouse where they have the Ark of the Covenant, I guess, if you want to bring in, <laughs> if you want to bring in Indiana Jones. It's and, canon. And so they end up they end up initially finding that. And then like later on the season, you see flashbacks where Peggy Carter is um, uh, interrogating some people who were with it and all that. So they kind of keep this going because that, Artifact eventually is what creates in humans, so they have that as like a flashback. So that kind of sets up her, um, you know, like and gives them more of a claim to canon there. And then also, as we just talked about, Agent Daniel Souza, who is plucked out of time <laughs> and brought to the future in season seven, was actually introduced in Agent Carter. Yep. He was one of he was like a, a love interest for a little while, and he was a and he was an ally and, and in every episode of Agent Carter. And so that that sets up a real uh, strong tie to continuity because if you look at the show Agent Carter, and Agent Carter was also on ABC, it was from 2015 to 2016. Uh, its best claim right off the bat is that James Darcy, uh, that actor played Edwin Jarvis, who yes. mm-hmm. in the comics and what they do a good job of setting up in the movie series is he is the actual kind of Alfred-like character, the actual mm-hmm. butler to Howard Stark. Right, and they have the actor who plays Howard Stark return in in Captain America return for that series, and he is of course the inspiration for the name Jarvis for the AI in Iron Man right. suit. He's not he's not seen James Darcy in any other property beyond Agent Carter, and then he's driving Howard Stark's car in Avengers Endgame, and you see him, and that's a very specific. Yep. So like mm-hmm. they could have cast just like you said, they could have cast anybody else. They could have not shown him. They went out of their way. To make sure that the driver for Howard Stark was the guy making Agent Carter that. 
And then Agent Carter also has a bunch of like smaller claims that are great. My favorite one is the character of Dottie, who who it's never mentioned that she is a black widow, and they never use the phrase red room, but that is exactly yes, what she exactly is. What she, she is the nineteen forties um black widow. And the way they introduce that is so great. How like the first like you meet her, you you know she's gonna play a bigger role. Yep. Because you know, like exactly. they're showing her more as than they do any of the other people living in the boarding house with Peggy Carter. But that scene where this random Nazi is trying to break into <laughs> Peggy's room, and like out of nowhere, like he points a gun at her and she goes, "I want that." And then she does a classic Scarlett Johansson Black Widow move, <laughs> yep. climbs up just, and just kills him instantly within within like five seconds of her saying, "I want that." He's dead on the floor. And she's keeping him under her bed in her room. And, like, later in the episode, <laughs> you see her just, you know, like, brushing her hair like it's no big deal. And then, and then all the creepiness of, you know, she still sleeps with a um, w- with her hand attached to her bedpost. Oh, yeah. Handcuffed, because that's what they did to the kids when they did this flashback. So mm-hmm. twisted. Oh, but, yeah, it's, and, and they, they have the whole scene, which ties in very much with the Black Widow movie, where you see, like, these girls in the 40s watching, like, Snow White in, like, a fake American classroom that's, like, yeah. built – in Russia that they end up visiting right. with the with the Howling Commandos. Exactly. You know, it's such a great episode. They see what, what Black Widow did in the movie and they were doing yep. that fake family, you know, yes. and then they got ripped apart but they were they were playing nice, you know yes. what I mean? So you know one piece of continuity that Marvel teased at and then never went back to, which just you just reminded me of this, which is unlike them. In Civil War, they hint that um Black Widow and Winter Soldier knew each other, you yes. know, in the past. Uh, they, they they never revisit that. Little, yeah. Well, it was a little thing when he's choking her, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, well, how, how did they know each other? But she was like, don't you remember me? They never revisit that. Yeah, and and it's also very foreseeable because she was active, you know, throughout the 90s. Right. He was active throughout the 90s and yeah. the 2000s, you know, like, so it's, yeah. it's very... I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to connect the dots. I'm just saying yeah. it, it was, it was surprising it, to me yeah. that they never showed even just, like, one little cut scene, you know, of them, like... I don't know, working together on an operation or, you know, like whatever. Bucky's still around. I mean, you know, like, oh, no, no, they, I mean, still, well, they not, still have time. Not Black Widow. She ain't around. Yeah, right. it, it, it would have to be a flashback. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> she took a dive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but if you, if you haven't seen Agent Carter, which a lot of MCU people haven't, it's because I, I would, they're idiots. Yeah. Well, and if you, because, and well, if, because it, yeah. it wasn't, no one watched it, and that's why right. they canceled it. But critically, it was amazing. No, you know I, mean, I mean, yeah, critically, crit- critics loved it. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, too. Um, yeah. but, but like I said, because it didn't make viewers, again, because it's network TV, if you're not getting 50 million viewers an yeah. episode, it's garbage, yeah. you know? And, and the special effects were great. The um, I mean, I loved all the little touches. You know, there's a running gag throughout the first season of this, like, old-time serial. That's like Captain America cereal with like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and they keep on uh, cutting to uh, you seeing in the radio um, studio of, of them, you know, like, and it's, and there's this character based off of Piggy Carter that's like a damsel in distress, not this <laughs> badass woman yeah. killing all these guys, you know, and, well, and, and they, they really nail the tone of the 40s. And if you haven't watched it, I would just say you can just pick up and watch the fifth episode of season one, which is called The Iron Ceiling, great name, mm-hmm. and that is when she goes to Europe Meets up with the Howling Commandos. They bring back the Howling Commandos. Dum Dum Dugan. It's a great right. cameo from Captain America. And what's great is, if you had seen the first couple episodes, you have four episodes of her being treated, you know, like the most stereotypical. Uh, what 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 happened? Like a woman, woman in the forties. Exactly. In the forties, you know, like yes, in Captain America, she's given a lot of um, leeway. But now it's back to the you know back to the real world. Right, the war, war is, is over. Right. You're getting us coffee. Yes, you're an agent in quotes, but you're not. You're you know, really. But she was the diversity hire. One hundred percent. That's one, that's how they treat her. Like, oh, it's great. And, and they also say yeah. like, oh, agent, get more, me coffee. This is more of a favor to Captain America. Like, oh, you know, people feel sorry for right. you because yeah. you were his girl Friday or whatever. Yeah, and at that point, Captain yeah. America was dead, quote yes. unquote. Yeah. But then it's a great juxtaposition because she ends up going to Europe. Because she's the only one who can figure out this cipher, and, and she—they reluctantly send her to Europe with the Howling Commandos, and you know this—and and Chad Michael Murray's character, who's just—he's so unlikable. He's like, know, he's, he's, he's like, you know, he—he he is. Well, he's not a very good actor. Like, let's is, just yeah, be. But, but no, no, I think he's a good actor because you're—he is exactly why you hate. Like when people like when people on the left go on, and and sometimes they're very very right about like. The white man keeping people down, it's him. Yeah. He, he doesn't deserve anything he has. Yeah. He is the worst. <laughs> he, he is. He is. But that means he's a good actor. If he, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If his his real know. name is 
is Chad. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. He pretends to be like, a big war hero, and he's not. You know, like, it's all fake. It's all because he had fallen asleep and, like, lucked into it. <laughs> and what's great is he's, like, this macho guy trying to lead the whole, like, you know, the Howling Commandos into this, you know, Black Widow room. And he gives this whole plan... And the Pelican Commandos just look at Peggy and they go, what do you think, Peggy? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, he might as well not have spoken. Like, they are following Peggy. Peggy Carter is going to give them the... And it's a really great juxtaposition. And that makes makes him and, and some of the other agents, you know, like, uh, respect her more and sets up so that by the end of the series, you know, she is a full-on accepted member. But, like, it's yeah. very interesting to see her really fight that. And then, this is, this is another thing, I don't know if you guys saw in the document, in Iron oh, Man yeah, 2... Um, oh, yeah, he's Tony wearing the same Stark robe. He's wearing yeah. the same very distinctive, uh, like, brown and gold robe, robe that, like, Howard Stark wears on that show, yeah. too. And they it's, do a really good job of yeah. just really setting up the different... Um, and so let me have my cognac robe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the, I mean, you really get to see more and more of Howard Stark just being, like, just a, a ladies' man. And yep. I, I love there's a great sequence in the first season where um, they're trying to figure out um, how Dottie knew Howard Stark. They were like, okay, she has to be one of the women who he's slept with in the mm. past month. And in the they, past month, <laughs> a month or two, and like yeah, they go back just a couple months at, at most, and there's like a long list because they go to the jewelers, and whenever <laughs> Howard Stark breaks up with somebody, he sends them like this like gold and diamond bracelet, <laughs> so it gets sent to them. So the jeweler has this like three page list of all the women he slept with recently, and then it's so good. Peggy Carter immediately starts cl- um, like crossing people off because it was like, all right, so these people can't be black widows because that's a famous actress, politician, like yeah. <laughs> They really just play up him being but uh, uh, terrible, and it's, it's great. So I think Agent Carter is, in my opinion, of all three of these, that was my favorite series in this ABC world. I would say if we're looking at just overall product, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like the, if we're talking first four seasons of Agents of right. S.H.I.E.L.D. and yeah. Agent Carter, then you know. It never had the chance to go long enough to mess up. Exactly. Right? Oh, no, oh, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It, you know, exactly. it only got two seasons. Because, I mean, really... honestly, I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should have stopped earlier oh 100 yeah. percent. You know I mean? yeah 100 maybe finished with a like a real connection oh that also there's never they never mentioned the snap oh, no yeah. they, they they do actually they do it but but it, but it, they, when they mention the snap it's, it's it's obviously in the seasons that we don't really consider yeah. canon but it, it's the most throwaway line yeah. ever it's in the middle of like another action scene and like two agents i've like the, the, i don't even remember the names of the characters She's like like hey you guys hear what's going on in new york like it, it was the be it, 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 it coincided with the beginning of infinity war yes when Thanos was invaded, like it's a throwaway line, like hey, really, blah 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 blah, you know, yeah. like but like yeah, so they mention that something's going on, but they don't right. mention the snap. No, exactly. Yeah. In the same way that right. obviously all the, the Disney Plus shows are built around it, right? You know, like and yeah. especially like when they're like, oh, half of all life disappeared, and it's like it just so happens wherever the sh- the team was, none of those people. Right, exactly. Because it, it, it just, yeah, like, that's when the show just completely drops off from canon. There's right. zero claim to canon at that point, like you know. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't work, unfortunately. Yeah. So now is a good time to get into the Inhumans. Ugh. Which you know. So so we went from Yuck. two very strong series. So the Inhumans is interesting uh, because it was all filmed very quickly with like IMAX cameras. Yes. But filmed also, in Hawaii. It was originally it, it was originally going to be a movie too. And yes. I, I mean, I was, it was. A, a, yeah. And, and when some, Vin Diesel was attached to and then it, something yes. happened. I didn't. I meant to look up the production of this, but it, I forgot to. But it was, something happened. That you know, that Kevin Feige did his big yeah. thing, and he's like, "Oh, and humans is coming this date." And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, now it's going to be an eight episode series." Yeah. Which then tells me that again, like you mentioned, Rush. Like, how did it go from a full movie to now eight episode TV? That's two very different things to look at and how right. to tell the story you know and i will say narratively the way they went about making this series the best part of it is the plot it suffers from some poor yeah. special effects that also sometimes means that the plot doesn't make as much sense as it should because they can't show you all these things mm-hmm. you know like the city looks good but like a lot of the special effects the medusa hair thing we talked about this off air before we started right that is by far the low point of this series it probably might be the low point of the MCU in general, like that <laughs> sequence where she is deep, shit. yeah, because oh, her so hair bad. is this great, powerful weapon, but 
it can just be shaved really quickly with like you know um an, <laughs> would you say a Rite Aid yeah. razor? Well, yeah, I don't know how they got a Rite Aid razor on the moon. But, <laughs> I mean, that, that's what it looked like. I mean, yeah. like, no, the the, the and thing then she was Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, the like the thing that Maximus <laughs> shaves her her mutant powered or human powered hair with is the same fucking thing that yep. is the Phillips Norelco thing that I bought at fucking Rite Aid <laughs> that I shaved my beard with. Like, give me a fucking like, break. What they should have done is they should have had some literally sort of, anything else. What they should have done literally oh, yes. anything else. Like, just had some sort of tarragon crystal blade. I don't even know what that. Sure, dude. Like, I would have. Like I would have accepted if he, had, if he had a blue crystal blade. Or and he was just like, like just Arr! hacking it off, and, and then you'd, it and lost you'd its like, power. And, and then you'd be like, sure. You, wait, you yeah. watch Dragon Ball, right? Yes. So I would have. I would have accepted. Poir coming in and morphing into a pair of scissors like when she chopped off Goku's <laughs> tail. That would have been more acceptable to me yeah. than what we got. Look at her. Look how fucking ridiculous that looks. Yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> like even but even even if she had the CGI hair, even her costume. Her costume looks like something that like was denied or was like thrown out the back of a high school theater production. Well, you know what? <laughs> like I wouldn't even wear that in a high school theater well, the production. Costume, it's so bad. Well, the costume also suffers because the costume was definitely designed with the idea of all this red hair behind it. Yeah. So yes. the big shoulders, the flowing robe and the color choice looks better when she is surrounded by red hair. So basically made. what you're saying is the showrunners did not speak to the costume designers. Yeah, they, like, by the way, we're yeah. cutting off her fucking yeah. hair 10 minutes in the first yeah, episode. Because they realized it was going to be way yeah. too... F- yeah. Yeah. No, I really yeah. wonder like, like, like how late in the production they decided that with the hair. Right, dude. Yeah. Well, Honestly, I, think, I mean, listen. They probably were like, "Oh, it's going to happen," and then they probably did a few test shoots, and they tried, and they're like, "Oh, this is going to be a lot." But it does. Well, you know what they could have done, though. But that... it does look good when it's used. But so, like, like, there's that fun scene at the beginning that is a perfect way to to introduce her powers. It's like her and Anson Mount playing Black Bolt in bed. Yeah. She kind of like ties them up a little bit. Like that's a fun. Way well, so to that's show what I was going to say. Was they yeah. if they had any sort of creativity whatsoever, they very could have easily gotten around this problem by just having her have natural or like a wig like long you yeah. know red hair or whatever and just explain in a way that like her hair only grows when she's using her powers like you don't need to have it be right. long all the time it grows as part of her powers and then yeah. boom problem solved you're only paying for the money when she uses her powers also they could have cut her hair at like a bob as opposed to mm-hmm. shave because the they established very early on that obviously her, the, the power of her hair is that like it can like Go out, and yeah. Extend if they were to just maybe cut out a bob. I don't know. Right. It's, it yeah. was that. That yeah. is so, you, that is where you stopped watching. Well, I was, the show, I was, right? I was just gonna say yeah. you're gonna have to tell me how the rest of the show ended because I literally turned it off after that. I was like, right. I'm not yeah. watching this. It was so just, I, yeah, the whole yeah, it was. I didn't like. Um, you know, we're going the other characters. Um, Crystal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She was just was really like this like whiny teenager. Well, none know. of them are likable, and I think, but I think exactly. that's also yeah. but, which which when I was first watching it by like the second by the end of the second beginning of the third episode, I'm like, oh, this is one of those I just watch for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt about yeah, Avatar yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So so Ugh. around there, but then later on, there's a payoff. But the problem is they don't telegraph it well enough. What they're trying to, what the story they're trying to tell is that. They are a terrible royal family. Yep. Mm. That has a reason to need to be in power, but they don't tell people why they need to be in power, and they end up being a terrible royal family because of that. And right. being exiled from their home and eventually coming back and saving all the inhumans on the moon, they become the leaders they should be, they need to be. So it's a redemption arc, but they don't really play that off very well. I and like agree. by like the third and fourth episode you start to see, oh, He's becoming a better king. Black Bolt is a shitty king. Right. But then, so like, they're, they yeah. start off not likable, but then they're like, oh, but you got to like them because they're the underdogs because they got yeah. kicked out of home. It's like, but I don't like them, so I don't no, care I think that he's they a got jackass. Kicked. Like, yeah. I'm like, I also don't like Maximus. I just don't like anybody here. I'm, they should all lose. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one you really could. Uh, except for Lockjaw. I liked Lockjaw. He was Lockjaw's the only. Lockjaw's great. Yes. It, 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 like, I did, I didn't, I didn't. They had money for. Lockjaw, but they didn't yeah. have money for hair. Like I didn't want to stop watching the show yeah. because I was like, "Oh, look, it's Lockjaw. He's so cute." But then they shaved her head, and yeah. I was like, "All right, I'm out." Well, Ensign Mount is great casting. Um, I think he has a really regal presence as Black Bolt, and mm-hmm. and he's a great actor. You know, he's more recently been on Strange New Worlds, a Star Trek show, and he's he's amazing there. You know, he's making an argument to be one of the best Star Trek captains of all time. But he really, he really sticks out. Yeah. on that show, especially mm-hmm. later on, because it's really tough. To show a character arc of like Wait, going from a good speak. leader to a bad leader, or right. bad leader to a good leader, all through just space speak. acting. Yeah, and so it's and and you really believe it. 
I would say he yeah. was. I mean, probably the better part because, like, you know, yeah. well, he's because he's a he's actually a good actor. Yeah, and 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 I think overall, like, the casting's pretty good. It's just they they're not given a lot to do with. Right, yeah. he's great, and and then he, he is their yeah. best claim to canon. Oh yeah, because absolutely. as we all know, um, even though the show specifically references the events of Agents of Shield, it has no cameos from anywhere else in the mm-hmm. MCU in it. But Anson Mount does reprise his role. Of, as Black Bolt in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The yes. only thing you get into canon-wise that is interesting is... Which, which version, yeah. It's, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like that's the well, version. I, or... Yeah. Is no, it? it's, no, it, that, it's now, not. So, no, well, cause, cause, it can't be. Well, cause quite, just refresh my memory. The, he was in his like very comic-accurate comic suit. In which Multiverse. is a suit we never saw on the TV show. That was my next question, because yeah. I couldn't right. remember if now, he showed up in it but, or but, not. But what they are consistent of... You see that black bolt symbol that is on his head. The little tuning fork? Yes. You see that in um, Multiverse of Madness. And even mm-hmm. though he doesn't wear it on his head in the but TV show, we... that is the royal sigil you see yes. around. But so are, we saying, are we saying that the Inhumans TV show takes place in the same universe as Agent, of Car- Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think it has to, but yeah. the problem they just con- don't talk about the it. problem continues because right. so no 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 but no, 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 but to answer your question though so I didn't mean to cut you off but I mean like so by by answering that question there's no way that that black bolt from right. can be the same one because you have Agent Carter who is definitively yes. Agent Carter not Captain Carter although there are oh, although there are all interesting um, continuity things but where he ends up so first off I'm just going to get into the main problem with Inhumans continuity is that so it specifically references. The Terrigen Mist being spread into the water mm-hmm. at the end of season two of Agents of Shield. Right. That's why it exists. Like right. right off the bat, like like that is what happens. The reason why um, Black Bolt sends uh, somebody down to Earth. That's the opening sequence to to get a, an Inhuman out. Is he is starting to study these new Inhumans caused by the Mist. So right off the bat, it is one hundred percent connected to Agents of Shield that way. But it's such a huge mistake that they don't have any of the Agents of Shield. Show up or just be looking into it because oh, yeah. there are these people right. chasing them. There's government types. It's yeah. such a it's such a mistake. Because bro, even the Hulu freeform shows that we're going to talk about yeah. got that right. Even they yeah. did crossovers. Like even oh, they yeah. got yeah, it right. Broken Dagger did show yeah. up, and well, we'll get to yeah. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a mistake, especially since oh, and, and and I I was reading something about the making of the show, and like one of the creatives were talking about how oh well you know we said it in Hawaii that it w- you know like it would make sense that it wasn't connected to everything else. Hawaii is still a state. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 it's, like, like like a bunch of. That it would make sense. Yeah, a bunch of superheroes show up in Hawaii. She'll yeah. still gonna be like, "Hey, yeah. now if they now if they had said now if they had said we were setting it in Ohio, I'd be like, yeah, okay, because nobody wants to go to fucking Ohio anyway.' No, the we, government's not gonna solve just, a problem. There. We just like to pretend. Yeah, <laughs> we just like to pretend Ohio doesn't exist anyway. You know, but oh god, no, but, no, I mean. I mean, I, yeah. I am going to go back. I didn't get a chance to do yeah. it for for this episode, but I am going to go back and actually watch Inhumans just to say that I yeah. did. But God well, damn, one thing I'm that not looking forward to it. One thing that's kind of spoiled uh, that I'll spoil for you, but I think it I mean, makes you want to watch the show more. Be my guess is that so. The idea is, and this is a mistake I think they make, but Among they're many. almost there. They're almost there. Is they basically imply that Black Bolt should be king. For the same way why a Targaryen needs to be on the throne Ugh. when the ice, um, yeah. in the yep. Song of Ice and Fire, you yep. know, when the Ice King mm. comes down. Because he's the one who can defeat who's coming. And they never mention who that is. They talk about this. Like, oh, is it motherfucking thing. Kang? No. It's, it's, <laughs> well, they, well, we don't know. They but, never, you, but it's basically yeah. Kree. Right. You you assume that, like, okay, it's Kree. Right. And they have a lot of like Kree mentioning. But, yeah, it's the, the show is... The, the one thing that I wanted to get into with the continuity of Black Bolt now being on Earth and being an Avenger and being out and about is because at the end of the Inhuman show, or I guess he's Illuminati, not Avenger to be specific, but at the end of the Inhuman show, all of the Inhumans who were on Mars are living on Earth. Mm-hmm. Now it's a separate city apart from the Inhumans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it doesn't mean that it's not connected, but like, right. you know, like just so they're, and now they're, now they're living on Earth. And they mention that they have some sort of billionaire benefactor, and this is another mis- mistake. Oh yeah, like they like like very early on, like in that sequence. And I guess you must have watched. You watched like five minutes, so we'll see if you get to it. <laughs> but there's like a, there's a Mars. Oh, sorry, a moon rover that like is that. Is yeah, it? I remember that. Yeah, so the, the set moon, pieces were terrible. Yeah, yes, I remember that. So the so the woman who's um who's operating that rover, 
she ends up befriending the Inhumans and helping them out the whole right. deal because she's looking into why a hoof destroyed her rover, you know, because right. she had questions. Yep. And she is mentioned as being working for a company, Callisto Aerospace. And Louise is a character's name, and she and she just always refers to, or somebody else refers to her boss as the billionaire owner who wants to put a hotel on the moon. And he ends mm. up off screen helping the Inhumans come to Earth right. and find a city or whatever. And they keep on mentioning this guy, whoever he is. The fact that he's not like Stark or Osborne or exactly. anybody. See, like, I always viewed it as yeah. it, they were they were saying Tony Stark without saying Tony Stark. That's how yes, I took it. But right. this is supposed to be everything connected MCU. Oh, exactly. Like, Why like, didn't they just say Tony yeah, type of deal? I right? totally understand. You're not going to get Robert Downey Jr. to Hawaii to shoot in humans. Yeah. <laughs> but, but just I, say his uh, name. Just like, say, yeah, know. just say his name. That's all you need to do. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the beauty of the Marvel Universe yeah. is that we're at the point now where, like, you don't need to have the actors in there. Mm-hmm. Just just reference them. And, like, boom, yeah. that's all. You're, you're good. That's yeah. it. And, and it would have just really helped it out more. But so at the end of this season, he's now on Earth. Yeah. And it seems like the Illuminati version that we see right. is him. I just think it's, it's nice that they didn't recast and they brought in Black Bolt, and it does, mm. and it does at least bring this show closer to continuity. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah. I guess you know the, the the question is, you know, the only thing is, just like the Inhumans that are in Agents of Shield, this Inhuman, everything there. Never is mentioned. Yeah, because, well, I think, right, because it's, I, you have two different factions. Yeah. You have Inhumans that was in the Inhuman show, and then Inhumans that were in Agents of Shield. And yes. they, even though they're the same name, they're still two completely. They're two different, different factions, if you will. And yes. I think, by but having, they are connected because that's the whole impetus. That is why he starts getting Black Bolt starts getting involved in Earth. Right, is because they're like distant lost family, if you will. And I think by having Anson Mount reprise his role, right, you know, in the, even though if it, even though it's a different version of Black Bolt, right, and some of the other little the, things the, we've yeah. talked about in this episode, that I think is just, I, I think, I think, I think Marvel is doing, or Feige in particular, is doing the smart thing of taking what was best from things past yeah. like we saw you know Charlie Cox back right mm-hmm. there's a lot of rumors floating around of yeah. uh, of, of uh, Jessica Jones coming back right you know like a lot of those things happening i think we're going to start to see more of these characters that were yeah, once but- fodder Coming back into oh, the real, I, agree with the you. Real I think world. I think it just shows that they're open. They're open to and it. And I think yeah. also, like, if we are getting to Secret Wars, or like we're throwing everybody in, right? It. I mean, <laughs> we're pulling from every single thing. We're gonna have Luke Cage back for literally probably he'll, Mike Coulter will come back for Luke Cage for a thirty-second scene in Secret Wars That's just to be need. running at whoever the all the Kangs or Dude, whatever. It's I be. want, it's and I'll be, be done. Great. I mean, we need to have yeah, we need to have David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury back. I'd love to see that. Then we have a whole episode of like. Like, That's you know. what we need. But yeah, Black Bolt. <laughs> but I mean, just seeing Black Bolt, Anson Mount Black is back as Black Bolt. Yeah. Just fucking people up in Secret Wars. I mean, that, it's so that's exciting. all you need. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's really good. But yeah, so I also think the Eternals are going to end up playing the role that the Inhumans play. Oh, fuck the Eternals movie was in, terrible. In I mean, I liked it, but you know. But no, but it's true because like, I mean, I know like the last was like, oh, Harry Styles is NCU and everyone's like fucking jerking off to him now. But obviously that was actually that that after credit scene was my favorite part of that movie. But I'm saying like, I was like, oh, because I wasn't sure where it's going to go because Eternals felt very like separate. And then it's like, okay, so again, with Star Fox showing up and then the way then Arisham then captures the other three is like, oh, you come in with me. Like, I was like, okay, so they're not done. It doesn't feel like a one-off. And we need... They're going to be... Oh, go ahead. This is going to be a good place for them to go because I would imagine they might become our new window into the cosmic side of Marvel. No, that's as we exactly know, what I was going to say. Because yeah, Guardians, Guardians is ending. Seems like it's ending. Be, yep. Oh, um, I see what you yeah, mean. So, like, right. so we, need, we need that space-based series. Yeah. Mm. And if they can be the space-based series, I think that reinvigorates them. Right. And it also just gives Marvel like more latitude. Because right. they're Cause making Feige- so much... Cr- so, so much product right now, they need to have drastically different settings. Because right? remember, Feige has talked about how he's splitting it up into three different areas right now. Mm-hmm. You have Marvel Cosmic, right? Then you have like the street level characters, and you have like the Avengers. Right. And it makes you know. sense. Yeah, it makes sense because they killed, what, three Eternals off in the, in the first movie? So yeah. Yeah, now it won't like be 10 characters, and they're all trying to give them something. Right. They killed 
a good right. amount of And they randomly off. threw Black Knight in that movie. It made no fucking sense, but anyway. Well, because, you I, know. I he's... liked his character, but it made no sense. No, exactly. I like his character. I'm excited. <laughs> he didn't, I'm excited he, he also, he didn't do anything. Well, that's right. what I'm saying. He like, was I'm, in three scenes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm excited to see Kit Harrington play Black Knight, but like that was the wrong place to introduce him. I just him. think they didn't know where to put him. So yeah. they're like, oh, we'll throw him at the end. Throw and eventually <laughs> we'll just see. I, 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 think, I think he, yeah, he'll have a, red- I mean, now next time we see him, he can just have a sword and be badass. Exactly, yeah. Oh, like, we don't need a whole origin. Yeah, don't give me an origin right. story. Just take his fucking well, sword and I, move I on. I think if they do another Eternals, which a lot of the rumors are, you know, they announced uh, in Phase 6, yeah. the only one they announced was Fantastic right. Four. And then they announced, you know, Kang uh, Dynasty yeah. and then Secret yeah. Wars. And there's all those, a lot of rumors, one of those will be Eternals yeah. too. And again, it could just be, you know, Gem, uh, Gemma Chan comes back from Arisham. She, yeah. you know, she tops him off and be like, just send me back to Earth. Um <laughs> And then, like, and then she comes back, and then he's like, who the fuck is you? And then you do, like, a quick little two-minute background scene of he's like, oh, no, I'm Black Knight now. And then yeah. you just show what he did, and then that's it. Also, you, know? you hear Mahershala Ali's voice yes. right. at the end of Eternals is Blade. Just so weird. So does that mean yeah. that Black Knight has a future in Blade? Right. Most which, likely, yeah. Which right? is I an mean, odd pairing. It's that's an, why I didn't like this movie. Like, come on. Like, give me a reason why these two fucking people are going to be together. Because in the comic books, there is zero reason for the two of them to ever interact. Also, and now we're getting off topic, but I do want to make this point. Yeah, well, I mean, we're it, pretty it, much done anyway. It is something that I think you could only make now in the time of, like, Google and smartphones is... Like, the end of the movie ends with this guy's voice. You do not recognize it. You've never met the character. And your reaction is, whose voice was that? And you yeah. have to Google it. Because I thought it was Mahershala Ali. But I also but, thought... But, but my but mind didn't like, immediately didn't go to Blade. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, I was like, whose voice is that? Yeah. Like, it's such a weird... It's something you can only make because people can Google it. Yeah, it's a weird but thing. But yeah, so the ABCs of the MCU, I guess we can just call <laughs> what we just did. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, and Inhumans. I think... We'll wrap up by asking, what do you think is canon? What do you think is not? I think, I think Agent Carter is definitively canon, and I think Inhumans and Agents of Shield are not not canon. But I think the next year or so is going to prove to us if they are canon. If we see yep. more of Anson Mount, and if we see any of the Agents of Shield characters running around in Armor Wars or Secret Invasion. Yep. I think they become canon, but I think Obviously. the book is still out. I think the only one we can say definitely happened is Agent Carter. What do you think, Will? Oh, I mean, I think one through four is definitely canon for mm-hmm. agents. Um, I'm going to say Inhumans is canon, and then Agent Carter as well. Yeah, Agent Carter definitively, Inhumans, no. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., one through four, obviously, go fuck yourself if you disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of having this it's, goddamn argument. It's like one through four Take was canon. Too. It's like one through four was canon, yeah. and then five to seven was really good fan yeah, fiction. Yeah, five, five, five to seven, I will, you're, you're not going to get an argument from me, right. not canon. It was, like really, th- it was like really yeah. good fan fiction. It's like, we want to use these characters, yeah. but like let's them do something when I, crazy. When I die, put on my headstone, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seasons one through four are canon. Well, you know what I realized, too? The last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is very reminiscent of what Legends of Tomorrow is. Yeah, very much. We're so. gonna start jumping yep. every every episode. We're in a different time period and exactly. doing something. And I, I, as I was cramming for this, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And they were airing at the same time. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that parallel until I actually like looked at it," which I thought was kind of yeah. interesting. Well, um, thanks, Ming, and a shared universe as always. This was a ton of fun. Um, Ed, I know you're taking a video of me right now, so I'll let you, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and do our <laughs> our normal our normal outro. Um, Matt, I'm Ed. I'm Will, and this is Cannon Potter. Potter.